0: Hi there Let's Talk Sports fans, thanks for tuning in to another episode of uh, Let's Talk Sports Roundtable, and uh, morning in a sports show if you will and I'm joined by Paul Hope from 49ers Faithful UK to talk, well let's be honest, NFL. Um, thanks for joining me today Paul.
1: No, thanks for having me. Um... We haven't got much to talk about today, have we done? I don't think much has happened in the last few days since we spoke.
0: I was going to say, um, to be honest with you, it's been crazy. I'm struggling to keep up with everything, and my phone's having card rack arrest at the moment because um, the alerts going off is crazy at the moment. Um, so. Before we get started, I know you had, um, we shared a link to your um, 49ers Faithful podcast. Um, If you give people a little taste of um, what they can um, get in that episode, just so um, they can check it out and support your other content.
1: Yeah, no, the 49ers Faithful UK pod was the end of season review show. So if you've not tuned in before, there's. The four of us, there's me, Lee Gowland, Naji Karra, and Gareth Ellis, and we give a UK take on all things 49ers. So we'd run a poll in our 49er for UK group and ask people to select players of the year, you know, offensive player of the year, coach of the year. And we went through and we talked about them. And similar to what me and you do, we, we all four of us are fans based in the UK. We talk about our feelings how we've seen the season and like you said we've come to this time of the year when i said last week my three core hosts have had two weeks off where i've been involved with yourself and a couple of other shows on 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 twitter and youtube so i've been fully plugged in and with me being off work at the moment with my ruptured achilles um like you my phone keeps blowing up, um, on a separate side note, which you'll chuckle, my eight-year-old, her PE teacher, is a Broncos fan. And when we dropped her off at school the other morning, he had the biggest smile I've seen. He was absolutely over the moon. And it just goes to show you how the NFL can bring people in the UK together. And I'd done a best ball fantasy league with him two weeks ago. So I've done my first draft ahead of the new season. And I'd picked up Wilson. Anybody who knows me, as you can see, I never pick a Seahawks player. And one of my friends said, why have you picked Russell Wilson? And I was like, I don't think he'll be on the Seahawks. So yesterday when the news broke, I was feeling quite smug because you just got a feeling he wasn't going to be there, Dan. Um, So most 49er fans are like me today. We've woke up with an absolute smile on our face. And Russell Wilson is a fantastic quarterback. He has absolutely dominated us in the last 10 years. He's played us 20 times. He's beat us 16 times. So every 49er fan is glad to see him, not only out with the division, but over on the AFC. So,
0: yeah. I agree. Um, this brings us on to the big trade. I'm a little surprised that it was the price. It was. I thought there might have been at least one more first-round pick um involved. And to be honest with you, if I was the Seahawks, I would have insisted on one of those receivers going in the deal but the problem they've got is from what I understand Russell Wilson only wanted to go to the Broncos and without no trade clause it sort of limits your negotiation tactics if the person being traded has that control and will only be dealt to one team so it's Interesting, the price and um, the Jets uh, um, absolutely blew up that day because because of the Jamal Adams trade. Obviously, um, it very much got a reaction, it's very much a case of um, because of how Jamal Adams left the team. People are saying Joe Douglas broke with Seahawks and it's hard to I think the Jamal Adams does play into that. They didn't have much flexibility to put pieces around Russell Wilson and I don't think Russell Wilson necessarily liked the trade because they traded away assets. Um from a Broncos point of view, this is gonna be interesting because they automatically become Super Bowl contenders. I think it's gonna be very interesting how they replace Naraham because he was very important to that offence and where they got these receivers I do feel like they need to replace him. So that may well have to be it's a very deep class of tight ends in the draft that so may well have to be a project one. Um and I'm intrigued to see how the pieces fit because it's all very well during this deal and I think you had to do this deal. they missed out on the playoffs for the last couple of years when they looked up good after making a good start but that doesn't necessarily mean the chemistry will be there. Russell Wilson has been at Seattle a long time and sometimes it's difficult to hit with round running. Sometimes it takes you a season and with his age I don't think he's going to be Aaron Rodgers where um, he can go a certain age and there not be a drop-off. His star will play as good as he is. The clock starts ticking now. I don't know if you agree.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, there's been rumours the last couple of years as a 49er. You take interest in what's going on in Seattle and there's been murmurings that him and Pete Carroll hadn't been getting on. You know, you yeah. go as far back as when the lost to the Patriots in the Super Bowl and they're on the one-yard line and they didn't run it with Marshawn. They put the game in Wilson's hands and I'm not taking anything away from Malcolm Butler. That was a fantastic play and obviously I was delighted with it at the time. You, you don't want your nearest rivals winning the Super Bowl. And after that, you seemed to be a shift that Pete Carroll wanted to run the ball a lot more, where Russell Wilson wanted to be. You've said that Aaron Rodgers is a great comparison for me. When I first got into the sport, Aaron Rodgers was running around for his life and he was throwing the Hail Marys. And as he's got older, Rodgers can still extend the play with his leg, but he beats you with his arm. He beats you with the way he, he uses his receivers. And like you said, when I was looking there when you were talking, I mean, the first thing that jumped off the page to me, Dan, was, I mean, Russell Wilson was to count for $37 million against the cap. So the Seahawks save $11 million moving him on, but they take on $26 million in dead money. You know, like you said, so they've got Noah fans coming across. They haven't got a quarterback in place. Then they release Bobby Wagner and, you know, suddenly you're looking at the Seahawks and you think, Pete Carroll's not getting any younger. And obviously the power struggle that's played out, Carroll and the GM have won. They've sent Wilson off. And like you said, it depends on which way you look at it to who's won the deal. My friend who's a Broncos fan is over the moon. He doesn't think he's given up too much at all. He said for him, he would have been happy giving that up and only getting Russell Wilson. They also got a fourth round pick as well. And like you said, they've kept, obviously must have been part of the negotiations, Russell Wilson identified Denver because of the wide receivers. So you don't want to get Russell and then lose some of them. But it also makes you think Seattle hasn't drafted really well in recent yeah. times. You know, you look back at their team, obviously the drafted Wilson, sorry, the drafted Wagner, the Legion of Boom, But in recent times, that's why they were happy to give you guys the two firsts for Jamal Adams. And, you know, I can tell you, the Seahawks, Adams hasn't really impressed me every time they've played against us. Hence why I'm sat here beaming, because Russell Wilson, the Seahawks were terrible against us last year. We should have beat them both times. But Russell Wilson became Muster Unlimited in those two games. And it's just the beauty of the NFL. I mean, Aaron Rodgers... And obviously, they haven't agreed the contract as such. You've seen Ian Rappaport's tweet about the $200 million. But we said last week, Dan, as soon as Rodgers fell, Russell Wilson won't be far behind. I mean, Carson Wentz. I've got another friend who's a Commanders fan, and he's just absolutely devastated, especially when you look at the fact that they've taken on Wentz's cap hit, which... Unbelievable.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um and we will get to Winston. For the Seahawks, they're quite an interesting team to watch now, particularly for the draft. Um the Jets fans have got one eye on them because um will they they're nine, the Jets are ten, so they've become quite important. I'm intrigued to see what they do. Do they draft a drawback? Um it would seem like if they do draft a quarterback, it would probably be pick it because um, the Giants might be going um, Willis in the draft, which has come out of nowhere. But that's the hunch I've got, and um, people seem to be reporting it. I don't know whereas it would be not a great season for Seahawks, fan I just have a hunch they might push McCann down the road until next year because it is a better quarterback class. So... Will they roll with Drew Locke and um Gino Smith, whereas Seahawks fans don't want to hear this? I kind of have a feeling they are, and it would not shock me necessarily to see them move assets around and either trade back or trade out completely and just accumulate assets for next year. Because what's the point in adding say a young receiver there on top of DK Metcalf when your rookie quarterback clock don't start until next year, you're self-raced in that first year. So it would not shock me to see them just accumulate assets, let, let this year play out a little bit and then um, go all with either hunches might be uh, Cow's last year and um, it, I don't know if you want to add the pieces this year when you could be adding young players What doesn't fit what the next coach wants to do. So I just have a hunch they might let um, this year play out, try and sort the cap situation out a little bit and go all in next off-season. I could be wrong, but I think they are going to be a fascinating team to watch just to see what they do. I also... I think they've got to be careful because releasing Bobby Ragnar, the way they have, it's different to move than Russell Wilson. He wanted to leave to treat him that way. I'm not sure it's going to play too well in the locker room either. And um, I was surprised they did it. I think they're taking the cap hits this year with Wilson and him. And like I say, next year is going to be a very big year. And um, one name to what? Um, which I'm sure you wouldn't want to hear. Sean Payton, could we see that happen with all those assets? That would be interesting, I'm sure.
1: Like you said, I mean, I hadn't looked at it like that before. If it is Pete Carroll's last year, is his final gift in his farewell tour, like you said, I've cleared the books. So somebody coming in next year starts afresh. I mean, you get to this time of year and you look at the cap hits and you look at people moving stuff around. Like I've just said there, it's the second largest hit they're absorbing for dead money since Wentz himself. And, yeah. you know, like you said, the all of a sudden, the NFC West was quite proud of being the toughest division in football. You know, Wilson going over to where he's gone, quarterback-wise, you look at the quarterbacks, you know, Mahomes, uh, Herbert, Wilson, Carr. I mean, like you said, there's an argument that Russell Wilson isn't even going to be the best quarterback in the new division he's gone to. Um, and it, Certainly shapes up that division to look at. And like you said, again, what I love about the sport, we're on the 10th of March 2022. Yeah. We haven't even started the new year. And you're already saying to me, beware of Sean Payton coming back next year <laughs> with, you know, draft capital to spend and money to spend. And you don't stand still in the NFL. And that's why we all love the sport. It, like you yeah. said yesterday, the news broke and it was. Unbelievable, uh, you know. Aaron Rodgers announced it. Then, obviously, the Wilson news um, dropped, and I, I suppose you probably laugh at this me being a 49er. I do feel for the Seahawks fans. You know, we all as fans get emotionally involved in players. You know, I'm sat here now, got a Jimmy G jersey on, which probably will break 49ers Twitter when this goes out. And I thought to myself, I'm going to do it just for a bit of a bit of a tongue in cheek because it could be the last day that Jimmy is a 49er. You know, the pieces are falling in place now. Um, and like you said, it's just it's just shaping up. Like Even if you were a Jets fan, the implications that the trade yesterday has had, and you're already thinking. So yeah. you're right. The Seahawks now have become suddenly a major player from when me and you talked last week to this year's draft. And again, like you said, could they do what Miami did with what they did to the Texans a couple of years ago? Can they get that original pick? And then can they make it to be some more?
0: Yeah, I'd read. I, I don't know if they're not going to go quarterback. If and to be honest, I probably would wait because I think there's pressure marks around Pickett. Um, what I would probably do if they've decided not to is trade back and either get a very good guard uh, at the bottom of the first or also one of these young linebackers. What are coming out? You've replaced Bobby Ragnar. And also, the bonus of doing that, if you trade back and do that, is you're not wasting that first year of a rookie deal with your young quarterback. So that is another thing. Um, I guess um, it's time to move on to Carson Wentz. Um,
1: well, just before you go down the Carson Wentz, I was going to jump on something that you said about the way Seahawks have moved Wagner on and we all focus on our teams. And you look at us with yeah. Jimmy. The culture of our team, we're trying to do right by Jimmy. And I was shocked. Wagner's been fantastic. The way they've just released him, you think, Blum and heck. Also, Aaron Rodgers, it makes you look at that pick that this, the Packers have wasted on Jordan Love. That first round pick for Jordan Love, like you, you said there, your rookie contract, You know that's the stick that 49ers get beat with. You wasted one year of Treylance rookie contract. However, we went to the NFC Championship game and we were literally one drive away from being in the Super Bowl. No one's saying the Seahawks are going to be doing that this year as it stands now. And it makes me head scratch even more. Because if the Packers trade love now, they're not going to get the first round pick back. No. If they keep him, you've said that would have wasted his full rookie contract. And it just seems crazy. So I just wanted to throw that in before you moved on to the Carson Wentz.
0: Um, not just that. Um, they may have wasted his career, to be honest with you, because it's two years. If he stays another year, his career's done, in my opinion. Um, certainly as a starting quarterback, there is all sorts of rumours that they're going to move him. Apparently, the Colts absolutely loved him. The Colts fans ain't too excited about that. And there's already a danger that have wasted his career, because whether he could have been a starting quarterback as a rookie at someone. We don't know, but it's a small sample size. He did not look good coming in, so it's difficult sitting two years and to come in and look good, but if he sits for another year, that's the danger. So I think it's going to be interesting. With Carson rents Craig did take me by surprise. Not that he moved because everyone knew, but I didn't necessarily see Washington as someone what would go uh for him i thought they would have if a quarterback failed to them they'd go down that route um maybe jimmy g but i thought they might wait until next year they've got big cap situations i hope and landon collins apparently um reworks his deal because with the carson rents cap hit, i believe they've got about eight million room for um free agency but as we all know you can move money Around um I don't hate this move for Washington. Um Carson Rentz had a decent season, not an earth shattering season. I do feel he was a bit of a scapegoat for the Colts because he did play atrocious against the Jaguars, but he weren't the only one. Um everyone pretty much played atrociously. So some of those other pieces need to look at themselves as well. So I think it's a little harsh on him. He had good numbers, and people have to remember that receiving call isn't what it was three years ago. There weren't much weapons there. He does have Jonathan Taylor, um, but I do think some of the other offences has to take accountability. And it was interesting. Darius Leonard treated out... Um, He's had five uh, quarterbacks in five years here, basically complaining about the front office and said Carson Wentz is his guy and he wishes nothing but the best. I found it quite interesting because he's a defensive player, so um, he's not really akin to be close to him. You wouldn't really think it. So that, to me, says maybe some of the things what people say about Carson Wentz's leadership Maybe that isn't as true as we all think. I don't know. I've even spoke about is he the leader, what they want. But I did find it interesting. Um, I, I, It's also interesting he's back in the division. Perhaps that will spur him on to do well for Washington, sort of prove Eagles wrong, because I do feel he feels slighted by the team, and that could be good things for Washington, to be honest with you. And I, I know you said your friend... Um, was sort of not um overly positive shall we say um to, this may be their best option because to me he even though i have concerns about him i would rather have him than someone like pickett lee doing the offense so to me he could make them a playoff team with the division he's in so and from one understanding, it's not a good contract situation for this year, but there is outs after this year and going forward, so it, what they paid in draft capital is nothing, to be honest with you, in the grand scheme of things, so I think it's going to be interesting.
1: I think what you said there, like why my friend's probably a little bit devastated, being a Washington fan, he's been on the roller coaster for the last couple yeah. of years, and like you said there, the commanders had thirty-three million pound uh, dollars, sorry, in cap space yesterday. The sign went that takes up twenty-eight million automatically, and like you said, that makes your rest of free agency very difficult. And you're right, they can move the money across. I mean, for the Colts, what's massive about it, regardless of whether they liked Wentz or whether they thought he was okay, they've now got rid of his entire twenty-eight point two million cap number off the books. There's no dead money left over. I'm, I'm reading here. And they've now got the most cap space at $70 million entering into free agency. And you talked about that last game of the season where Wentz went up to the Jaguars in the lost. Maybe they're looking around the league. And again, I'm sat here with the number 10 on. Are the Colts looking at Jimmy? Are they yep. looking at his leadership? I mean, my friend who's a Washington fan probably is cursing me because I've spent weeks texting him how good <laughs> Jimmy G is, how good Jimmy would look in the Burgundy. And we were saying on the 49er Faithful UK show, that Jimmy is a pretty package. GMs like Washington and the Panthers might look at Jimmy and think, model pro, we can sell this guy to our franchise, you know, get people behind him, especially Washington, who've had a rebrand and were looking for a, f- a face of the franchise. And like you said, Wentz, you've heard all the noise coming out of the Colts. I mean, Jason Aponte, who I follow, he was at the Combine last week and he said it was an open secret that the Colts were saying we're moving on from Wentz and it must do is confidence good when someone like Leonard, was a leader in the dressing room, comes out and pretty much says, you know, that was my guy. But yet again, you look at the business decision, he wasn't brilliant, Wentz. And the fact that they've been able to get rid of him and, you know, maybe they've got plans of their own, the Colts, whether they've got Jimmy G in the site, whether they've got a particular quarterback in the draft. And I mean, they've got some of the pieces, the Colts. Jonathan Taylor, fantastic. So, like you said, it's just today we've all been eagerly refreshing our social media feeds thinking is there any news going to break i'd be surprised and this might come and bite me in the bum if we have anything today about jimmy because he has just come back off the surgery technically as it stands he does have the no trade clause in his contract until the 16th of march but you know that's six days away dan and like if you'd said to me last week we'd be talking about the demise of the Seahawks and if we'd be talking about Rodgers going back to the Packers and Wentz being at Washington, it's fantastic.
0: Yeah, um, I think we all would have agreed maybe one of them might happen, not all three, certainly in the space of roughly 24 hours. Um, in regard to Jimmy G, and this ties into the 49ers, I've been told by a couple of reporters that two names to watch is the Saints and the Colts. With what's left, they are the more likely. With the Colts, obviously, they ain't got first-round picks. It would probably have to be a second, or one thing that's been muted is a second and a conditional fourth, which if I'm the 49ers i'm okay with that i would ideally want a first even if it's the bottom of the first but there's there's two ways to look at the quarterback options are drying up so if you wait can that push the price up but the danger is if you wait and um teams don't want to wait they're your options is dried up, not their options. Uh, There's two ways to look. I would, if a second comes in, I would pull the trick on that. If it's anything less than a second, I don't do it. But there's only, they are your two options, to be honest with you. And you ideally want to do it before free agency, because I think what the Saints tactic will be is, if they can get a deal done for Jimmy G before free agency, they do it. If not, they'll re-sign Jameis Winston. So they need to do it ideally before free agency. And um, I know the Steelers have been muted, but um, one of my guests last night who um he does write a bit about the Steelers, what he's been told is, With uh, Colbert sort of leaving as GM, he wants to be known as not only um, drafted Big Ben, their sort of franchise quarterback, but he wants to be responsible for having their next quarterback for the next decade and a bit. So what he understands is that they may well go down the draft route, which if you look at their options, I think it probably will be Pickett because unless the Panthers um, snatch him up. So I don't necessarily see them going down the Jimmy G route because if they went down that route, it would probably be more short-term than long-term. So it seems like the 49ers' options probably are the Colts and the Saints. And I think the best option may be the Colts, to be honest with you.
1: I mean... It would be the best option for Jimmy, probably the Colts. I mean, I, I did a 24-7 red and gold show on Sunday night and the news of the Saints possibly being interested had literally just dropped. And Sunday was probably the first day I'd had a little bit of quiet time from the NFL because I'd had the girls and I jumped on the show at 8 o'clock thinking, we're not going to talk about much. And then the lead host was like, oh, what do you make about this with the Saints? And personally for me, I always have a, a soft spot for the Saints. Um, we have a meetup each season, the 49er the UK, and in 2019, we went up to Edinburgh to watch the game in the pub, and there was two Saints fans there on their honeymoon, and they'd reached out on social media and said, oh, we're going to be in on this day. And I think they expected to see two or three fans. And there was like 40 49ers, there was a couple of Packers fans, and It was an absolute epic game where Robbie Gould won it on the last kick of the game and they've kept in touch with us and they've sent us messages of congratulations throughout. And so when I see the Saints and I think Jimmy, I think they'd be well looked after at the Saints. Um, But I personally don't think we'll get a first as it stands today. But as the NFL can show you with the Russell Wilson trade, who knows? The Colts don't have a first round pick as it stands at the moment. But would the Colts... And the 49ers do something where we get a second this year and then do we get a second next year that could turn into a first? Or is it going to be repackaged where it's a win-win for both? So I think for 49er fans, we're a bit impatient at the moment. It's kind of, we want the deal done. We want to know where he's going. And no matter what we get for him, I think they'll take that as a win. Because like what the Colts have done, they managed to move all of Carson's cap hit off. And that's been taken as a massive success. So I think that would be viewed the same in the 49ers, as long as we're not on the hook for any money. So whatever we can get, it's... But it's interesting times, like we said last week, Dan. The NFL never
0: sleeps. So, Um, uh... Audrey, um, just quick, the uh, two things as we move into free agency. I wanted to get your opinion on... um, 49 is one target. What has been muted is JC Jackson. Um you've talked about calling him back as a need. Um it will be interesting if this if they do this, I think they probably would need to move Jimmy G before free agency. Even then, I think to do other things they'd want to do, they'd probably still have to move something money. Um, would you like to see this move? um he's certainly a ball hawk there is some um concerns that once he gets paid his attitude um it, his play may go down so is, is that a concern for you i don't necessarily know if it doesn't seem like a 49ers move to pay a back big money and he's he's won a lot of money with reports of would you do you see this move happening and would you like to see it happen?
1: I'd like to see it happen. Um, this morning, before I've done your show, like all other our 49er fans, I listened to the other pods out there. So the Locked On 49er podcast this morning with Eric Crocker and Brian Peacock talked him up. Um, And you think... It's not a move that I can see the 49ers making, like you said, from a free agency point of view, because he's going to go on and want to get paid. I mean, we were saying last time we've got like Tomlinson who wants to get paid, you know, not to mention DJ Jones, Arden Key. So I believe we do have a legitimate interest. Like, I think what's good with the NFL, each team does the due diligence. And if we can do a deal for Jackson, because he's been fantastic over at New England, if it fits in, and like you said there, cornerback, is a need that we need but like you said it's it's difficult to get excited at the moment about the free agency because of the cap situation and like you said until the jimmy stuff is done um like you said there his attitude is he going to be one of these players who gets paid drops off we had it with fred warner dan fred warner got his contract at the start of the season all pro fred wasn't really all pro fred and he said that himself. It took him a while to readjust to, you know, he wasn't the hungry player looking for the contract anymore. He was the man with the money, you know, the role in the locker room. And once you give them that much money, you start to look at them a little bit different. And he's come back to his best towards the end of the season. You know, I'm surprised we haven't touched upon a lot of fans are thinking, do we put Bobby Wagner next to Fred Warner? Do we trade away some of our other pieces? And, that's what you love about this sport. Everybody's got the cap on, everyone's plays Madden, everybody does the fantasy teams. And sometimes you've got to look at the fit in your dressing room and you've got to look at your culture and would the 49ers suddenly pay a cornerback, a shed load of money in free agency when they've never done that before. And then what would happen if we lose one of our other pieces, but to answer your question simply as a player, yes, I would have him.
0: Yeah, um, I agree. Um, so um just as we close out um, it's jets uh free agencies looking a bit funny because all the targets what you may be looked at particularly with tight end the talent pools closed up so i think it's going to be an interesting free agency certainly the bigger money they spend i think you have to not be tight end even though it's probably the equal biggest need the dream for me, and this is probably not what 49ers want to hear, is Tomlinson added to the guard position and Marcus Reruns at safety from the Saints. It's going to be an in. It seems like um if the likes of Tomlinson and again uh, DJ Jones leaves the 49ers, I think the Jets will make a run at both of them. Whether They want to go to more contenders, we will see, but it seems like both just want to be paid and they've had very good years. So I'm intrigued to see how this plays out, but I do think the likely thing is um, either they resign if the 49ers can make the manly work or the Jets may make a run at both of them.
1: See, for you, you, you were talking, I've took a bit more interest in your, I was looking at his name to make sure I get it right, Berrios, the wide receiver. Yeah. I was chuckling because i seen an article at the weekend where it was saying he's expected to be paid big, and you had already touched upon that with me. And then you've got your defensive tackle. Um, I can't pronounce his name, is it? Fa- Fowleski.
0: Fowleski, yes.
1: And it's seen here again, he's expecting to, you know, you've invested heavily in your defensive line. It's saying here, and it's saying that you've got your big contracts for Carl Lawson, John Franklin Myers, you've got to pay Quinn and Williams next year. And it's just, it's just sometimes doing this show with you has helped me step outside of my 49er bubble. And I'm looking at the pieces that we might lose. And you're doing the same. You're looking at your team and thinking, oh, well, from Paul's team, I'd take this piece. But we might lose that piece and when I try and explain the NFL to some colleagues who don't possibly grasp it the easy thing would be to have no salary cap and just let the teams go to all-star mode that's part of the beauty of the sport like we were saying if you look at Jimmy's contract hit as a QB when we first signed the deal it looked ridiculous you put it in comparison to what the quarterbacks of today are making it goes to show you it wasn't too bad of a team-friendly deal and you worry is now, and you'll laugh because I know we've ran over because the NFL does this to you. You know, what if Trey Lance comes out next year and players absolute lights out, and you think, oh, crikey, that's going to be a great problem, but then he's going to want pain in a couple of years. And it just goes to show you it never stops when you're already thinking like that.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, the ideal situation is that you have to pay these players uh, just to finish up. One thing John Lynch said about DJ Jones is. If he wanted to stay a 49er, he shouldn't have played as well. But then what's the sir? um Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. I know you're going to join me uh, maybe Tuesday night for a free agency sort of update slash special. So I'll uh, communicate with times to everyone when we've sorted that out. But looking forward to it, I'm sure. Um, there'll be lots of news before then. I just want to thank you for joining me today.
1: Oh, you're welcome. We've just tweeted out this morning as well on the 49er Faithful UK account, asking people for their draft crushes this year. Just a bit of fun. So if it's something you want to get involved in, if you want to head over to the Twitter account and look at the thread. And as always, Dan, before we shoot off, I'd just like to plug the 49er Faithful UK account. Like you mentioned at the start of the show, we do have our weekly podcasts. And also, if you've enjoyed listening to me and dan please tune in for some more and also my personal twitter account is at the bottom it won't surprise anybody to know it's mainly 49ers and like you said hopefully by next tuesday we'll have something else to talk about
0: yeah definitely do give the 49ers faithful uk a follow even if um you're not a 49ers fan you can drop them a follow Keep in touch with news on the NFL. And you don't have to be from the UK to have dropped player, my So please do. Um, Me and Paul will be back, as I say, on Tuesday and uh, next Thursday, for that matter. So thank you to everyone for joining us. And until next time, let's talk sport fans.